Hey guys, welcome to another Bankless State of the Nation. This is the episode where we talk about something big that is happening in the crypto community, in the Bankless Nation. Today, that big thing is Axie Infinity. The crypto game, you may know something about. The growth has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, this community is like a small nation at this point. We're going to dive right into it. David, how are you doing today, man? Absolutely. Fantastic. I've always just in thoroughly enjoyed the intersection of Ethereum and gaming, as many in the Bankless Nation are as well. I'm sure they're gamers. I'm a gamer. I like games with scarce assets. I like collecting games with scarce assets. And so uh, I'm just, uh, I, I, I want this world to be built out. And it really looks like Axie Infinity, which has been around for a while, but has really just absolutely exploded in the last few, uh, few months or so, is really working on that intersection of scarce assets and and games and people like games and people humans like scarcity so it seems to be a logical intersection david you know what and we've never actually like uh had games with truly scarce assets right. they've been mm -hmm. centrally controlled centralized controlled scarce assets but mm -hmm. they've not been true scarce assets and that is part of the innovation here and you're right that like um, Axie first came on our radar a few years ago, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we've written stories in Bankless about Axie for a while. So while this may, might seem like an overnight success story, it's like a three-year overnight success story. These guys have been grinding. And when I say grinding, they've been building like hell. They've been you know, creating uh, an impressive, very immersive game. They've been scaling. Maybe most importantly, they have been crushing it in terms of building out their community and it's an incredible community. It's like extremely international. So a lot to talk about here. And as David was saying, this is not just, as you were saying, David, <laughs> the third person here. Um, this is not, what's exciting about this is it's not just Axie. This is a harbinger of things to come. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we are going to see um, the, the gaming industry completely revolutionized over the next 10 to 15 years by games like Axie. Mm -hmm. So take Axie. Right. And then like extrapolate what it can do, but also extrapolate that to the gaming industry writ large. And you have a pretty massive story here. That's why it's important that we're covering it on Bankless. Absolutely. Like I can only imagine how much more addicted to video games I would have been when I was young. If there was, <laughs> if there was financial you incentives. Would have been super rich. Super, you super rich. Yeah. Uh -huh. me, me and a bunch of other people. Right. But like, just imagine when we have economic incentives, uh, in, which are already working. Like World of Warcraft is a massive economic platform. Imagine if we add just real world economics where you can take your real world value or your, your now real world value in the game and take it outbound. Anyways, uh, we need to get into the conversation yeah, we with do. Jeff. <laughs> we do. All right, guys, but before we do, uh, what's new? A few things that are new. We just launched the Bankless Job Board. David, I'm going to show this on my screen really cool because I'm super excited about the Bankless Jobs Board. So we've talked about um, you know, your bankless journey. Of course, you can use DeFi. You can, you can buy crypto assets. You can also work in the crypto industry. Mm -hmm. We've got already close to 20 jobs on the job board. Just launched yesterday. I've got seven in review. I've got to review these jobs and, and approve them. But... Software engineer at Arbitrum, a senior designer at Pool Together. These are jobs for crypto natives. So check that out. We'll include a link in the show notes for you there. Um, as far as other announcements, David, we've got some really exciting podcast mm -hmm. content, show content coming up. Staking panel tomorrow. What time are we doing that? Uh, we are doing that a little late. It's going to be a late staking panel because, as we all know, proof of stake works equally across the globe. Therefore, stakers are spread equally across the globe. And so that is happening at 11 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And we have 
the teams from a rocket pool, from Lido, and also from Coinbase staking. So we have the complete spectrum of centralized to decentralized staking services. Uh, and so we are going to have a staking panel with uh, the three premier staking services out there to help you understand what it means to stake your Ether. We've got also the Arthur Zero X podcast that just mm -hmm. dropped yesterday. That is the story from somebody who got into DeFi in 2018, went from six figures to nine figures, and now has a $500 million fund, the largest DeFi-focused fund in Asia. An absolutely incredible story. And the insights from the Arthur Zero X uh, conversation were just jam-packed, full of really interesting content. During this crab market, that's when you can mm -hmm. start to absorb content because you're not looking at price the whole time. So go check that out. Also, David, we are recording a podcast, um, I Great think fact. in the next couple of days, mm -hmm. and that is is being published on uh, Monday. What What's that one going to be about? I know we're both excited about it. Yeah, that this is uh, going to be with uh, Tarun Chitra, and this is one of the podcasts where the guest uh, actually is informing us as to what we need to talk about. And so Tarun, he's a, he's a, a gigabrain. He's one of the MEV uh, thinkers and, and uh, uh, innovators in this space, but also just really pays attention to mechanism design. He's a frequent uh, uh, co-host on the Zero Knowledge podcast, and he is teaching us all about the history and current state of electronic markets. Uh, and so we are going to uh, get, get schooled on electronic markets with Tarun Chitra coming on Monday. My favorite episodes are the episodes where we get schooled, David. Mm -hmm. those, are the, those are some of the best ones. I expect to get schooled during this episode, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Before we begin, want to ask the question I ask you every single time at the start of State of the Nation. That is, what is the state of the nation today, sir? The state of the nation is gaming, but gaming is different now. Gaming, uh, interestingly enough, gamers, uh, there's a lot of games out there that have farming mechanics where you go and you play the same parts of the same game over and over and over again to grind and collect stuff in the game to like level up. That's the same thing with Axie Infinity, but now it's actually farming tokens and stuff and just experience and, and leveling up your assets on Ethereum. So uh, the state of the nation today, Ryan, is gaming. We are learning how to game with all of our digital assets. This is the play to earn business model. Super exciting. All right. We are going to introduce Jiho from Axie in just a minute. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors who made this episode possible. The Aave protocol is a decentralized liquidity protocol on Ethereum, which allows users to supply and borrow certain crypto assets. Aave version 2 has a ton of cool features that makes using the Aave protocol even more powerful. With Aave, you can leverage the full power of DeFi money Legos, yield, and composability all in one application. On Aave, there are a ton of assets that you can supply to the protocol in order to gain yield, and all of those same assets can also be borrowed from the protocol if you have supplied collateral. One of my favorite Aave features is the ability to select a stable interest rate. Once I've selected a stable interest rate, I'm protected against any interest rate volatility that may happen in DeFi and allows me to plan my DeFi finances for the long term. V2 also features the ability for users to swap collateral without having to withdraw your assets, trade them on Uniswap, and then deposit them back into Aave. With Aave, users can do this in one seamless transaction, saving you time and gas costs. Check out the power of Aave at Aave.com. That's A-A-V-E.com. Balancer is a powerful platform for flexible automated market makers. Typical AMMs just have two tokens inside of one liquidity pool, which can lead to fractured liquidity across the many pairs in DeFi. With Balancer, you can access the full power of multiple tokens inside of one single AMM, which unlocks an entirely new playing field of possibility. This makes Balancer an awesome building block for so many different use cases. 
Balancer pools can make asset indices, but instead of paying fees to portfolio managers, Balancer lets you collect the fees from traders who use your portfolio for liquidity. Additionally, Balancer smart pools can be programmed to have properties that change according to predetermined rules, such as changing the swap fees based on market conditions, or even, or even liquidity bootstrapping pools, which can help you launch and distribute your token with day one liquidity. At Bankless, we use a liquidity bootstrapping pool to sell our BAP t-shirts to much success. V2 brings powerful new features that makes your money work even harder for you. In V2, idle tokens are capable of generating yield in DeFi without sacrificing liquidity in the pool using asset managers. Balancer's vault architecture lets you trade between balancer pools at a fraction of the cost versus other platforms. And you can even take advantage of dynamic fees, which automatically adapt to changing market conditions. Balancer's mission is to become the primary source of liquidity in DeFi by providing the most flexible and powerful platform for asset management and decentralized exchange. Dive into the balancer pools at app.balancer.fi. Hey guys, we are back. We are here with Jeff Jiho Zerlin. We are going to call him Jiho for the rest of this episode. That's what he goes by in the Axie community. He's the co-founder and the growth lead of Sky Mavis. That is the studio, the group that created Axie Infinity. And Jiho and the Axie team have really grown this into one of the largest communities into the world. in the world. I think we're going to start with some growth metrics, but like this is rivaling Fortnite inside, at least in terms of Discord server. That's how big this game has gotten in the, over the last uh, three years. It's grown into an internet native economy with an internet native community. It also calls itself a nation, Bankless Nation. You might be familiar with that. Lots of cool themes coming up. Jiho, it's great to have you. Welcome to Bankless. Thanks for the invite. Super happy to be here. Dude, we are super excited to have you here. Um, I think uh, some people have been sleeping on Axie like for a while, and some people may have heard of it like a couple of years ago, uh, and then just haven't paid as much attention to it. Of course, there's tons of users, tons of gamers where the opposite is true. You guys have brought many into crypto, but let's talk with this kind of growth story because your recent explosion has been crazy. And I think this is why Axie has been on everyone's radar. Um, why has Axie Infinity exploded in growth over the last few months? I want to talk about a few things. User growth, revenue growth, 25 million daily volume, 50K NFTs sold per day, 250K daily active players, 200,000 Discord members that's on track to pass Fortnite as the largest Discord server in the world. This is absolutely insane. Why are you guys growing this fast over the last few months? It's a culmination of factors. I think the Axie community, the Axie, uh, you know, Sky Mavis, we built throughout the bear market. Uh, it was a br it was brutal, right? Nobody cared about NFTs. Nobody cared about Ethereum. Nobody cared about blockchain. Uh, we just kept building and talking to users, figuring out issues, uh, right? And it took a, it took kind of a while to put all the pieces together, right? Building a blockchain game is probably 10x harder than building a, a kind of conventional mainstream game, right? You need to get the gameplay right. It needs to be fun. Then you also have to get the game economy, right? Like this whole idea of economic freedom for gamers. It only works if, right, there are true property rights. You think very thoughtfully about how to enable these secondary markets for the players, right? So there's the in-game economy. And then there's the scaling. There's the infrastructure, right? Uh, we, you know, we love Ethereum. We used Ethereum um, and we still use Ethereum, right? So basically we had to scale, right? So we've built this East side chain. 
it's called Ronin um, and a migration to Ronin um, after, right, like two or three years of building up this really strong base of a community, we migrated to Ronin and this just allowed like for transaction throughput to increase and, you know, all, all these, um, it unlocked the player market, uh, the secondary market, unlocked so much latent demand for axes. A lot of people, right, who've been watching um, saying, oh, like, this, is, this seems really interesting, but the gas fees were a little bit of a, of a turnoff. When we made that transition to the side chain, uh, it was like, okay, like, now I can finally jump in. So I think a lot of people thought that at the same time. This is like uh, so cool because we, we did a um, we did a series, a podcast series, uh, Jiho, not too long ago on bear market builders. Um, but it was all focused on like the DeFi protocols who didn't give up during the bear market, right? So it was like Synthetics and Aave and like Nexus Mutual and a few others. And um, we recorded that, did that in 2020. And this was like on the back of DeFi summer where all of their ideas were basically validated, right? And it felt really good. Now I feel like is the time for Axie Infinity and what you guys are doing with crypto games and the ability to own your own assets on the blockchain on Ethereum. Now, all of that work that you guys put in over the last three years during the bear market is being validated. I'm showing some numbers here. Like this is uh, this is sales volume, guys. Uh, monthly sales volume here, um, 25 million. Is that daily? Mm. Daily. Wow. We're doing um, absolutely insane. Here is the number of axes being bred. Um, an Axie, by the way, for people who aren't familiar, <laughs> maybe, maybe we should just mention that. What is an Axie? There's these cute little, like, kind of, how would you describe these? Like, monsters? Yeah, I think of them as fantasy pets that you can battle and collect. Okay. Um, to earn some crypto, or learn, learn about Ethereum, earn some Ethereum. So earn 80, some 80, 60, uh, wait, let's see, um, 50K of these things being bred on a daily basis. So this community is absolutely... Um, exploded. And I think it's all thanks to the work that you guys were doing during the bear market because so many uh, crypto game studios and so many others just gave up. I want to talk specifically about layer two because that seemed to be a catalyst for your growth. But before we do, why didn't you guys give up like the rest of them during the bear run? <laughs> it was so easy at that time. There, there's, there's a lot of factors. At first, I think we always knew that we were onto something really special. The community, right? Even when it was super small, they were making musicals, they were getting tattoos, uh, you know, they were building tools. So we saw all the kind of ingredients. It was just about how to amplify this and get to the next level. And we saw that, okay, like if we can, uh, you know, if we can scale, if we can, uh, you know, have some sort of ERC-20 token um, integrated into the game or ERC-20 tokens integrated into the game. Um, yeah, so it was like, I think we always saw the next step, right? And we were talking to the users and they inspired us. We, our community inspired us every single step of the way. And yeah, there, there was always, right? Like there were always little signs that we were onto something. And yeah, we, I think, you know, the, the team that we have is super special. A lot of us right, like are lifelong gamers. Um, so it's like, you know, we, we compete and we, we like to win. And I think that's part of our culture. Um, so yeah, uh, it was never, giving up was never, it was never an option. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it was also, if a lot of us, right, come from like product development backgrounds and understood that it's actually 
right? The way to win is to be early to a, the right market and just keep building, right? Like the bear market, actually, we like that because other people aren't trying to catch up to us, right? There's, they're, they're having a lot of issues like fundraising, like with morale. Um, so the bear markets, that's 100% where, uh, you know, the opportunity is, right? And you cannot form a community like Axis during a, a bull market, right? You just, you just attract only these mercenaries, right? It's like all, all these uh, yeah, people who are more about the hype and the tech, right? Obviously there's a combination of both in every community, but it's really important to have as, as kind of the pillars, as the foundation, these people that are really in it because of the, right? Like the economic, the economic revolution that's happening. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think like we have, we have enough of those types of people in our community um that yeah we you know we 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 thought that it was it was just about building towards product market fit and yeah it's yeah, it's amazing. You know, one one thing that i was thinking as uh dave and i were going through the the agenda for this yesterday was was basically like if if you're in, and this is a message to uh bankless listeners if you see an amazing community it's somewhat underground. It's a dare market, but like doesn't have mainstream attention, but it's just a, an amazing, incredible community that's somewhat underground. That's a signal for you to go get involved. Like maybe not financial advice, go buy the asset, right? Because good things happen out of good communities. That is a key insight. I think that is repeatable. That rule has never Dubai. been broken in crypto. <laughs> it's, it's really hasn't. Jeff, I got it. I have a question for you. And there's so many topics that we want to get into. We want to get into the mechanics of digital assets inside of the game. We want to get into uh, Axie's relationship with Ethereum versus L2s and, and what it means to have revenue. But first, I want to ask a question. Why, why now? Why is Axie blowing up now? Because DeFi summer was a year ago. And then the, the NFT mania was like six, you know, five months ago. And, and, you know, there's both NFTs and tokens inside of Axie Infinity. But it seems to have claimed its own success under, for, for its own reasons, under its own merits, without some sort of just like fundamental catalyst behind the ecosystem or whatever's going on in the rest of crypto. So why is Axie Infinity blowing up right now? Yeah, it's, it's 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 a good question, and I, I think it's it's not it's not simple. Um, there there are a variety of kind of intertwined uh, catalysts, mm. right? Uh, you know, we've deployed to Ronin in late April, and since then we've been growing around thirty percent a week. Um, it has spiked, and right, so all metrics basically at least thirty percent. Discord users, volume, uh, DAU, uh, traffic to the site all going up around 30 to 35% per week, right? It was, it's within the last week that things went 50 to 70%. And it's like everyone in crypto kind of started taking a look at us. Uh, also, right, it's kind of like we're in this, as you mentioned, we're in a crab market, right? So it's like we were doing really well for most of the year, but everyone in crypto is doing really well. Uh, but I think like this fact that we've kind of, in some ways, decoupled from um, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of the rest of the market, like our economy is doing quite well. Um, even though we're in this kind of flat to down market right now, I think it's really, uh, people are bored, right? And they're looking for something interesting happening in crypto. And right now, right, like we happen to be where the growth is, where the excitement is. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a lot of it as well. Uh, so Jeff, I want to, we want, we want to go into all those questions that I was talking about, but I want to just illustrate what the gameplay of Axie Infinity actually is. So maybe, maybe can you describe 
what it's like to play Axie Infinity. What's the goals? Like, what's the game mechanics? What do you do? What's the what, what, what's the uh, what's the what's the end goal of Axie Infinity? Uh, yeah. So right now, the the so we don't look at Axie as just one game. You see it as an entire universe of games. The product mm-hmm. that's on the market right now that's gotten us to its current current level of traction is this kind of uh, pretty basic uh, card battler. So uh, basically, there you fight. Uh, two teams of three axes against each other. There's both PvP, um, so you can fight against other players. There's PvE, you can fight against monsters called Chimera. And uh, yeah, the goal is to basically use your energy. Um, so you start each round with three energy um, or a certain amount of energy. And the goal is to basically use those energy to play cards that are going to give you the best chance of winning, right? So it's kind of like you have to know what your opponent's axes uh, are capable of playing you need to know like your team really well uh, and kind of think of counters and yeah it can get quite complex especially with the mind games and uh, you can even skip mm-hmm. turns and basically like save your energy for a larger uh kind of more devastating combo uh later so it's quite basic but i think it is uh it's you know pretty proven to try uh, it's like a very interesting i think uh kind of card battler mechanic it's, and some some people might think that it's similar to games like slay the spire uh you know hearthstone is kind of like a combination of a lot of the card uh, games we grew up um, playing um, you know over the last 10 or so years and so what's uh, so what's yeah. the uh, progression like as you get better and better at the game do you like level up do you find more scarce items tell us about the progression yeah definitely so when you uh so when you win a battle you actually earn these tokens called smooth love potions those are actually what's what are required to breed or create more axes, right? So uh, we don't sell axes, um, right? So all axes, like almost all the axes uh, that exist out there, except for very few that were created during special kind of primary sale events, all those axes are created by players. Uh, so and uh, in order to actually create an axie, right, you need to use those those to- those tokens. So. The creation of an axie is kind of like a proof of work system where each axie is the result of real time uh, spent in game. And I, th- I think that's one of the key mechanics. Um, and yeah, I think like, for example, the smooth love potion, this is, I think, like the first time that human effort has ever been kind of like tokenized um, into an asset. That's really, really cool. And that's definitely a topic that we want to dive into more when we get to the assets section of this conversation. But first, you said something um, that the the Axie Infinity or, or the gameplay that Ryan is showing right now on screen, that's just one possible game of future Axie Infinity games. So these characters, these little cute little Axie Infinity monsters can go in in the future, play, be a part of other games that that is built out of your guys' studio? Definitely. I mean, first of all, we are also deploying a huge uh, upgrade to this uh, current battle system called, you know, kind of like crypt- in crypto, <laughs> we call everything V2, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, yeah, we have a Battles V2 uh, coming out, hopefully later this year or early next year. Um, but then, yeah, we're also working on land, right? So land might be something similar to Clash of Clans, Rise of Kingdoms, where you're actually, you, you own a land plot, you can build it, build it up build structures on it, harvest resources, right? Imagine if you're playing Clash of Clans or Farmville, right? And those resources are actual tokens. Uh, I think that's a dream that a lot of people have actually had since like D5 summer. Uh, I tried to kind of, you know, uh, sound the alarm saying, this is actually what we've been building. It just takes three years. Like none of you guys from the D5 community are actually going to build it. Like we're going to build it. Like it's just, just give us, you know, give us some more time. 
so yeah, like the 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 land system, I think is going to really resonate with a lot of people. Um, that's also on the way. And then long term, right? Sky Mavis, we uh, you know you can might might think of us as the Axie core developers right now. Uh, we're never going to be able to build enough content, I think, to satisfy uh, the number of players that we hope to have within the ecosystem. That's right? a good problem to have. Yeah, hundreds of right, hundreds of millions of players. I don't know, you know, the sky's the limit. Uh, you know, uh, we we believe that in order for us to be able to scale and uh, scale the content within the ecosystem, we really need to allow right community members, other game developers, to come into the Axie universe, use the IP. Um, and uh, yeah, and so, so yeah, one way to think of it, one way to think of Axie is, you know, kind of a protocol for internet monster games um, using this awesome art. There's so many game developers out there uh, who are really smart. They know how to make games really well. What do they lack? They lack understand, they lack uh, art, they lack a passionate community, and they lack an ability to get funded or under, or basically how to put together kind of like an in-game economy. Uh, so there's a lot of things right, that come kind of inherent with the Axie model. You just need to come in, right, like with, with the urge to build um, and, and make something awesome. So long term, we're going to have an SDK. And I think that's going to really uh, unlock so much latent talent. This is so co cool. So if you're like a, like back in the day, like a mod developer, right, you could just like plug right into not only this SDK from a technical perspective, but you're really plugging into this economy, this whole economic incentive mechanism that Axie has really built up. Let's talk about this uh, for, for a minute, Jiho, because I want to get to kind of the assets. And an interesting way to maybe frame this is for some of the, the, the uh, items that we we're talking about, like the smooth love potions and the axes themselves, like what are these things exactly? Are some of them NFTs? Are some of them ERC 20s? Could you just sure. suss out in like, um, like bankless, bankless native lingo, DeFi native uh, lingo, what these things are and what, what are the scarce elements of the game? What are the tokenized elements of the game? Yeah, definitely. So the actual nfts within the game these are axes um, as well as the land plots the land items right so these are the unique tokens uh the resources within the game um are the erc 20s and we also so we have we have two tokens right now uh within our game uh there's the smooth love potion and then there's the access governance token these are both erc 20 tokens uh fun fact we actually also back in the day uh, as kind of a fun experiment, we dropped die. We dropped uh, Ave token. This is like you know way before like I kind of remember this. Yeah, this is way before Maker Protocol blew up. Way before Ave. This is, I, I think we had the old Ave tokens. This is like super super long time tokens. ago. Yeah, um, yeah the the lend. Um, so yeah, we you know we we did some cool experiments where yeah they, you know these DeFi protocols. This is also like the key to sustaining this economy long term. Is right like exogenous actors, right? Like they're like saying, okay, this is an interesting distribution channel for my token to get it into the hands of people who are a strong community. Um, that's, that's, that's a crucial point. I think maybe we can talk more about it later. Um, but yeah, so that's just what, so when, what do you think of it is like the game characters, right? Um, as well as the, home, the homes for the pets, they're, they're non-fungible tokens. And then the kind of the in-game resources um, are ERC-20. 
and they're all connected to you the the DeFi um, the, like to Ethereum and sort of the the composability of, of DeFi. So if you have a smooth love potion, right? There's like a Uniswap market for that. Is there a Uniswap V3 market for yeah, smooth there's love actually, I, I've heard really good things about the V3 pool. Uh, everyone's <laughs> like, you need to join this pool. Like it's super, it's, there's a lot of volume. They're trying to, like, they're trying to school me on, you know, V3 is, it's, it's a tough piece to tackle even for like a DeFi event, right? Um, I've been so busy. So they have, I have like people messaging me each week, like, yeah, like, it, have you, like I, even people are getting onboarded into Axie because they just find out that the, the SLP V3 pool is like awesome. So yeah, uh, wow. that, that's, that's an amazing thing, right? Is like in the future, not in the future, gamers, an increasingly large number of gamers will start to demand that your in-game resources have liquidity on Uniswap. Yes or a similar AMM, right? That's the big, I think that's the that's the that's one of the core uh, discoveries that we made in 2020 that has gotten us to this point where we realized that in the future, right? Like gamer games or like the, the growth and marketing people and their team on teams, they're not gonna be like looking at like, oh, like what's our Facebook ad spend looking like? What's our Instagram ad spend looking like this month, right? It's, that's like, that's really, uh, I think that that era is over for at least like, uh, yeah, a lot of indie game, game devs, right? They're going to be looking at like, okay, like, you know, how can we incentivize more liquidity for in, our in-game resources? How can we build up more liquidity, um, right? Assessing that rather than these like, you know, marketing budgets and things like that. Yeah, it's it's somewhat like, I think in the future, it'll be like, if your token's not listed on Uniswap, does it even exist? Right. You know what I mean? Like if your asset's not there, where is it? I, I do believe that a Uniswap or the successor to Uniswap will become the biggest marketplace for human exchange the world has ever seen. And like digital digital items are going to re really um, push the envelope there. So, okay. So we've got the composability of DeFi and that includes obviously all the ERC-20 tokens like AXS or Love Potions. Then also um, axes could be sold in kind of the composability of the NFT market. So you could sell your Axie on uh, OpenSea or something like that. Can we talk a little bit about the, the token economics? I know you mentioned token economics for love potions. Uh, maybe a quick refresher on, the, on, on that. It sounds like you actually have to play the game in order to earn it. So it's like time spent in the game earns farming. the love potions. Farming it's like a proof potions. of work. Yeah, <laughs> farming love potions. And then also the token economics of um, AXS. So does someone earn that or how does, how does that work in general? Could you talk about those two? Sure. So SLP, smooth love potions, right? This is kind of, it's uncapped. It has kind of like a reflexive supply, uh, right? So- uh, you can earn it by playing the game, uh, you know, doing PvP battles or fighting monsters, and then you burn it by breeding. Um, so we look at the the we basically look at the minting rate uh, from playing, and we look at the burn rate, and we can make economic adjustments. We can sometimes increase the amount of SLP needed to breed if we see that not enough is being burned and too much is great. Um, so it's, in some ways, right, like there's some. Uh, there's a lot of math that goes, goes involved into that. And hopefully over time that can be done by like an algorithm or done by governance, just like the, the maker stability fee. Um, and then, yeah, so that's kind of basically how that works. Uh, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a phenomenon in the Philippines. There are, it's like a trend where businesses are now starting to be like, Hey, like we're cool. We, we, we accept SLP. You can come uh, buy, I think like cakes. Uh, there are apartments where you can pay your rent. This is like a kind of a, you know, this is this is a trend and it's something to watch um in the philippines it's, it's super interesting 
Axis, on the other hand, this is the governance token. It has a cap supply, uh, right? Like we emit it through playing the game, but in more kind of uh, very specific ways, right? So you can earn it by getting in at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, you can earn it by uh, kind of contributing to the community, right? So like, you know, we're, we're increasingly starting to rely on more like, you know, decentralized DAO uh, kind of contributors, right? People who are helping out on the community side of things. People who are, uh, and we do contests um, as well, right? Like we, we pay it, we pay, we just had an amazing, uh, video short video contest um, that came out and you know, we paid out the rewards and access for that right so we have different distribution mechanisms to get it into the hands of the community members um, what's actually being governed over with the axs tokens what what does that yeah. token what's the power behind that token yeah sure so so right now there you know governance has not been implemented yet um, but what is happening is that so 4.25% of all the NFT volume within our ecosystem, right? It's like $300 million this month. 4.25% of that um, is going into a community treasury. Uh, we also have uh, breeding fees. Um, so part of the breeding fee is paid in SLP. The other part is paid in, in, in access. Uh, so yeah, basically these fees, right? It's like, it would be very, it would be so centralized, right? Too centralized for us to, you know, as the game developers to take, you know, uh, the entire marketplace fee, these breeding fees, right? In the end, it's like we would be kind of uh, this extractive middleman. Um, so, you know, when, when we worked with Delphi uh, Digital on this actually, uh, where we basically created this governance tokens where long-term we can basically, you know, uh, put over control of that that treasury uh, to the to the DAO, to the DAO members. Um, yeah, I think I think there's also a lot of other things that could be decided by governance. Um, for example, like you know, maybe like policies and punishments on automation, right? It's like, like a lot of people ask, like, how can, you know, all blockchain games should should allow a bots, right? Like, that's like, that's like some, some people think that. It's, it's like maybe like, I understand why they would think that if they haven't built a blockchain game, talk to users, right? Like our users, they really hate, <laughs> they really hate bots because they feel like it's right, like automating them out of a job. It's competing with them. It's unfair, right? So, you know, if, if we were to right, like, yeah, I, so I think like something like that could also be uh, decided by governance um, as well, uh, long-term. Um, also maybe perhaps, right, uh, you know, uh, content within the universe, um, you know, there, there might need to be like certain like restrictions and, you know, rules around like, you know, fair use of content, but it, sh it shouldn't long-term, it doesn't make sense for us as SkyMeetings to do that. So those are just some, some of the things I think that, um, I think this really fits into the overall theme of crypto and DeFi of itself, where the token allows the users or participants of an ecosystem to become also the owners of the ecosystem, right? It really changes what it means to be a play to earn game where, you know, you, you play to earn what money or ownership in the actual platform. Like that's, that's the cool new thing. And back in DeFi summer, we talked about these governance tokens. Like, oh yeah, if you're a user of Compound, you get comp token issued to you. Now you own, now you own part of Compound. That's like if Uber was issuing Uber equity to every time a driver gave a drive or a rider took a ride. Like, oh, same, same model. Now it's about games. Uh, and so now we have these gaming platforms where the users can grind their way into ownership of, of around the overall platform. And that seems to be the, the quote-unquote new paradigm that Axie Infinity is really tapping into. We know that gaming communities are some of the most passionate in the world, right? Absolutely. So imagine when you actually give them ownership of the game, right? How 
how much more they're going to do uh, to, to help it. So I think I think that's really what we've seen. I also right like we talk we think a lot about decentralization and there are different layers at which you decentralize things and, and timing right for our users, the things that they want control of are the peer to peer uh, exchange of game assets and eventually ownership of the entire game. Those are the things that they uh, care about the most right now. Um, in terms of right the data, the data storage, they're okay with a side chain uh, for now, and then being with the ability to uh, settle back to Ethereum. Dio, I, I feel like you guys have played this really well, right? There, there's some uncertainty and there's always market narratives in crypto, right? So like all of these uh, Ethereum killers popping up and does a, a game like Axie deploy on those? Does it stick with Ethereum? All of these layer twos promised in the future, right? At one time it was plasma. Do you remember those days? And then, uh, you know, it turned into kind of roll-ups and we're on the cusp of seeing some roll-ups in production, but they're not there yet. And you needed something sooner. I just feel like Axie has played the um, platform betting game in a very good way because you've benefited from all of the DeFi composability of Ethereum, right? And like the, the um, settlement guarantees of Ethereum were necessary, but you've also deployed your own layer two where those settlement guarantees are not necessary. So it's like a really smart way um, to, to play the game because you haven't lost that composability. Um, I'm curious to learn a bit more about, um, I, I think you call it Ronin, which is your sidechain solution. How should we think of this, right? So we, we generally on Bankless, we uh, divide it into kind of two things. We've got sidechains that aren't economically secured and don't have the security guarantees of the Ethereum mainnet. And then we have rollups that provide most of the security guarantees of the Ethereum uh, mainnet and the economic guarantees. So Polygon is probably more of a sidechain, where something like Arbitrum or Optimism or Rollup is is um, more of a layer two. Yep. So what is what is Ronin, and is it more like a Polygon or is it more like kind of a, a layer two? Yes, it's definitely it's definitely a sidechain. I I don't want to like mischaracterize ourselves as a layer two. Um, that is something that you know is hopefully within the long term roadmap, right? Uh, right now, right? It's like you know we made a very pragmatic and practical choice for our users based on you know we're product people, right? So we we listen to the users, we talk to them. It's like what do you care about? Um, but yeah, I think long term, right? Like you know the, the security as as more. Uh, funds are also deposited in Ronin. We just actually hit, I think, 200, over $200 million, right? As that number starts to balloon, uh, there's going to be more questions and, um, and we'll, we'll need to, you know, maybe uh, upgrade um, and, look, and look at different uh, solutions, right? So does that mean that, okay, like we have validators who are posting Merkle, Merkle proofs to, to the mainnet or Merkle trees um, of some form? Uh, possibly right i, I just I, I need we need to we need to look at it right it's obviously if everyone starts doing that <laughs> if everyone has a side chain that or everyone has a layer two and everyone starts uh posting it's like you, you start those that starts to balloon in fees right so it's like then it's like I, i've heard that okay maybe there's gonna be a uh a, not another roll up that the roll ups post the roll ups to that then posts something that's then rolled up onto ethereum right so it, it's still up in the air. Um, you so guys are early here though. So like, what do you think though? Um, the the gr massive growth that we've seen from Axie this year was the sidechain Ronin part of that growth. Was it required even for that growth? Do you think? 
yeah, I think Ronan was was super important um, in that growth. Um, but yeah, I think like the EVM compatibility uh, just made things so much easier for our community, right? It's like, you know, our marketplace is all uh, in ETH, right? Like we're doing, yeah, we're, do, we're, we're doing like insane amounts of uh, ETH volume each day on our marketplace. Um, and yeah, like, you know, I, I think I just saw today that the Ronin bridge, the kind of like the Ronin deposit contract is was the number one gas burner mm. on Ethereum today, more than uh, Uni V2. Um, right. So, and I think like on a normal day, we're like up, you know, in the consistently in the top three with 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 Uniswap and Tether for the last month. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm super excited about EIP fifteen fifty nine too, because then we're, people are going to be like, yeah, like they're going to be rooting for us, right? Even more because they're like, yeah, like our Axie is burning ETH today, right? <laughs> I think I think I, I, that's like something that I'm so excited for. Oh, that is absolutely what my reaction would be. <laughs> Even the persons, the people that aren't involved with Axie will be rooting for its growth, okay. along with every other game on Ethereum, just to burn more and more Ether. Uh, Jiho, there are so many more things in this conversation that I want to get to, but but I want to kind of recap this summary, uh, this section real quick. When we view the relationship between Ethereum and Axie more from a satellite's view, how would you say, uh, why, why is Ethereum so important to Axie? It's got these DeFi apps that provides, you know, uh, financial services to these assets. It provides you know, onboarding for users. Holistically, how would you say is Ethereum's role uh, in Axie's success and development. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't be where we are without without Ethereum, right? Like we, uh, it was our, it, it was like our main home. Now it's kind of like our summer home. It was our main home for two years. Now it's kind of right like uh, our home country, right? That uh, we we still go back and visit and have really strong like remittance links with, right? You might think of it like that. Um, we, you know, there's massive amounts of value transfer um, going back and forth. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it was an amazing, it was, it's, it's like Ethereum allowed this all to happen, the Ethereum community. Uh, yeah, I think like, it, it just also allows really quick innovation, right? So it's like, okay, now it's like all this AMM stuff happened on, on Ethereum. Like, okay, like, do we need our own decks for our game? Um, does that make sense, right? So I think like all these experiments that happen in EVM uh, native systems, right? Like they can be transport, transferred and, and transported. We might create something on Ronin, right? That can then, okay, like help out another EVM compatible sidechain or layer two, or even something on mainnet, right? So all this basically, right? It's like everyone is speaking the same language. Um, and that's, that's, that's so key. Um, it's like for, for the first time, right. It's like this, this one unified financial system that's all speaking the same language. And, uh, yeah, I think like the value that gets unlocked from something like that, it's, it's unfathomable. And I think it's going to create amazing things in the future. Uh, so yeah, you know, I hope that, you know, Axie kind of also inspires, right? Like other other game developers um, to build uh, these types of games. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, I just keep smiling during this episode because everything Gio is saying is just so cool and mm. um, is so exciting. And we have so much more to cover with Jiho. We're going to talk about the internal and external economy of Axie a bit more. We're going to get into the users, really unique global demographic of users. We're going to talk high level about where Jiho sees the future of gaming and digital assets. If you are liking this show so far, 
make sure you subscribe to Bankless YouTube. We uh, put, put these videos out on the regular. So if you are enjoying this conversation, uh, then make sure to like and subscribe. And before we get to the second part of this conversation, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible. Bankless is proud to be supported by Uniswap. Uniswap is a new paradigm in asset exchange infrastructure. Instead of a cumbersome order book system where trades are matched with other humans, Uniswap is an autonomous piece of software on Ethereum, which is what Ryan and I call a money robot. No human counterparties or centralized intermediaries, just autonomous code on Ethereum. Input the token you want to sell and receive the token you want to buy. Something brand new in the Uniswap ecosystem is the Uniswap Grants program is now accepting applications for grants. We have been saying this for a while and we'll say it again. DAOs have money and they are in need of labor. If you think that you have something to contribute to the Uniswap DAO, apply for a grant to Uniswap. Just look at the size of the Uniswap treasury. It's almost $3 billion. This mountain of capital is looking for labor. Do you have something of value to contribute to the Uniswap DAO? No matter how big or small your idea is, you can apply for a uni grant at unigrants.org and help steer Uniswap in the direction that you think it should go. That's exactly what we did to get Uniswap to be a sponsor for Bankless, and you can do the same for your project. Thank you, Uniswap, for sponsoring Bankless. Gemini is the world's most trusted cryptocurrency exchange. I've been a customer of Gemini since I first got into crypto in 2017, and it's been my main exchange of choice to make my crypto buys and sells. Gemini is available in all 50 states and in over 50 countries worldwide. And on Gemini, there are markets for over 30 various different crypto assets, including many of the hot DeFi tokens. And it's one of the few exchanges that has liquid die markets. Gemini just launched their Earn program, where you can earn up to 7.4% interest on 26 various crypto assets. If you're tired of paying fees in DeFi, or you don't want to worry about DeFi exploits, but you still want to earn interest on your crypto assets, Gemini Earn is the product for you. Another product I'm stoked to get my hands on is the Gemini Crypto Back Credit Card, which gives you 3% cash back on all of your purchases, but paid to you in your preferred crypto asset. When I get my Gemini credit card, I'm going to make sure that I get my cash back in ETH. So whenever I buy something, I get a little bit of ETH bonus back to me at the same time. You can open up a free account in under three minutes at gemini.com slash go bankless. And if you trade more than $100 within the first 30 days after sign up, you'll be gifted a free $15 Bitcoin bonus. Check them out at gemini.com slash go bankless. Guys, we are back talking Axie Infinity, the economy, the digital nation that has been spawned out of this game. Super cool. We're here with Jiho. Jiho, um, this has been incredible so far. I think one area we haven't covered sufficiently is talking about the users of Axie. Who is playing Axie Infinity? We have so many different player archetypes, right? We have, you know, the... Uh, collectors who are really into the scarcity and the, and the aesthetics, right, and the art, um, and you know, I think they're su they're super important to the ecosystem. We also have right, like the people who are kind of uh, you know really into the competitive scene of Axie, right? They they want to be at the top of the PvP leaderboard. They want to win all the tournaments, right? They're also able to you know get some ni nice access winnings uh, from doing this. Uh, then you have the kind of play to earn grinders, right? They might be playing four to six hours a day farming uh love potions they might have you know they might not have been able to even afford an axie they might have borrowed them from a friend a family member one of these other uh, public programs uh 
you know, we have the liquidity providers, right? They're, you know, they're just interested in like, uh, you know, trading the Axie market, uh, doing these kind of short-term strategies. Uh, yeah. And wait, wait, wait a second, Gio. You said somebody can actually like borrow an Axie and, and play with it. So they don't actually have to buy. You can like borrow. Exactly. So as the expected earnings of a, right, the theoretical future earnings of a team of Axie rises, so too does the price of a team of axes on the marketplace. Uh, so, you know, this, this is obviously a causes a dilemma where, uh, right, like over time, um, historically the price of axes has gone up and it's like, okay, like, you know, how do you make the game accessible? How do you get people into the ecosystem? Um, so this, so this uh, system has kind of, uh, developed, it's called the scholarship system where people who have you know, a lot of axes, but not enough time to, to use them, um, are able to lend their axes out to these scholars who are people who, right, they have a lot of time, they want to play axie, but they don't have, uh, you know, the hundreds of dollars um, that, it, that it takes to get started with the game, right? And then, so oftentimes, right, <laughs> these scholars will apply to a program with a resume or a CV or even like a video. They're getting re really creative. Some programs are only taking streamers. <laughs> uh, it's like a, it's an amazing growth hack. So they're applying, then they're in many cases, even signing like, you know, contracts to basically say, okay, I'm the scholar. I'll get this percentage of the tokens earned on this account while I play. The rest will be uh, taken by the, uh, original, right? The, the owner of the account. So uh, this sounds like a, it sounds like a Jiho a built-in franchise type system. Exactly. Uh, I think that's been one of the keys to the growth is Axie is a system where anyone who, right, they're super, they're interested in blockchain, they're a bit entrepreneurial, they're great at community building. They can come in. A lot of them have come in and right. They've kind of built these guilds, right. Uh, around themselves and, uh, but yeah, there's, you know, kind of a real earning ability uh, with, with these guilds. So yeah, there's something, there's, there's also even a, there's a, there's a, there's one of these scholarship organizations called Yield Guild, YGG. And then they're even like, I think they raised the series A. Um, right? So they're, they're like going out there and, ra and raising capital. And, you know, there's, there's so much interest on this uh, idea of the metaverse, uh, the metaverse immigrant worker, right? Who, right, because you're able to earn, you know, 50, 60, maybe $70 in these play to, in these play to earn economies, at least in Axie Infinity. Uh, yeah, people are kind of migrating uh, into these, in, in, into Axie right now. And yeah, Yield Guild is, is, is helping. Um, Jeff, so was yeah. this whole scholarship phenomenon and lending out your axes, was that infrastructure that the Axie team built out or was that community driven, community derived? I, I like to joke that the community got the idea when they were playing Animal Crossing during the pandemic. Because right, so you had uh, Tom Nook, who was you know getting people getting people to do all this work for him, uh, and they're like, yeah, like I, mean, I need to become Tom Nook as my axes, or get someone to to work for me. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 primarily from within the community. We made it. We we made our account system architecture. Uh, flexible enough to enable this um and we're but we weren't sure whether people would start doing it. uh so yeah it's, it's kind of like a little bit of both uh, we're also we're potentially this might be a leak we're looking at you know if we can make an official uh, version of it 
um, what that would look like. Um, but it, it comes with a variety of issues. So we're still, that, still in research. That is insanely cool. Two things come to mind. The, the protocol sync thesis comes to mind, which is the concept that like you, you could have built Axie Infinity, Infinity, the game, and used Ethereum as you've de described it and just built the game. But instead, you built something deeper. You built something that people could build on top of, which allows the community, it gives uh, agency to the community. Say, hey, you have permission to start tinkering with this game that you play. And no, it's not just the game. The game is one feature of a, a more vibrant ecosystem, much more fitting to call this thing a nation. Uh, and, and so I, I love that. And I'm also reminded of our conversation with Josh Rosenthal, who talks about how there is going to be a, an absolute new paradigm of what it means to be a laborer, a worker, a part, a part of a digital organization, part of a digital community, digital nation. Uh, and it's just completely changing the game with what it means to almost do anything, really. Be a gamer on the internet, be a, an entrepreneur on the internet, be, be just an economic actor on the internet. Uh, and so this is definitely one of those examples of there's this community out there that is really taking on, taking this opportunity by the horns rather than uh, doing whatever they were doing by playing like Team Fortress 2 or Overwatch or whatever uh, in, the, in the Web 2 world. So I, I think that's, that's really, really cool. Um, I want to go into the uh, demographics of, of the uh, community a, a little bit more. It, it's largely, um, largely Asian-based, Asia-based. Is that, is that correct? And then what, what parts of, of Asia does uh, Axie Infinity particularly find resonance with? Yeah, so our, our game is, or Axie is huge in the Philippines right now. I think around 60% of our users are from the Philippines. We have, I think some of the largest streamers uh, in the Philippines, if not the largest, are also starting to stream Axie Infinity uh, there. So it's kind of like a really special thing has happened there uh, in the Philippines um, due to a variety of factors. Um, but yeah, so that's where in 60%. It's, uh, we're also starting to gain traction in places like Indonesia, Vietnam, uh yeah but also south america right so like brazil is huge venezuela uh, argentina is growing um so it's really it's like it's almost like covid right so it's something that's like it started it started in one place and and it was super small but then right now it's it's just it's right i saw photos of people in a it looked like a school in africa learning how to play axie together uh that was like mind-blowing like i need to i need to hunt down like and, and see what's going on there like I'm, i i bet in the three months, we're going to see like so many people in Ghana, Nigeria, uh, because they they, have, they can speak English quite well, right? So they kind of can interface with the rest of the community. Um, that's one thing that we've seen is like you know being able to speak English. I think that that if a country can speak English and has like low uh, minimum wage, um, that's like a perfect storm for Axie. Uh, you know, obviously localization will help um, in the future. Uh, but yeah, we also have like lots of Ethereans right in the community who are you know a lot of them are from you know the U.S. Canada, North America, um, and, and Europe, right? Northern, even Northern Europe. So uh, we, have, we, have, we have a decent mix. So one of the most impressive things to me about Axie is that it's got almost a quarter million daily active players, which really indicates to me that Axie has succeeded in getting a significant amount of people over the crypto hump, as in like uh, Axie requires some sort of Ethereum native infrastructure in order to play it. And people seem to be figuring that out. Uh, how have you guys, uh, t t give us your secrets. How have you guys gotten so many people using Ethereum infrastructure? How have you like eased that onboarding process? Yeah. So the we actually just hit 500,000 uh, daily active users oh today. Oh my God. Uh, it, the, the, the data is out that, I, that we put out there 
gets outdated, you know, every week, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, we just we just hit half a mil, a uh, huge milestone, and yeah, I think it's you know it hasn't been it's been actually leaning in to what makes a crypto game and NFT game special, right? Like uh, focusing on the economy um, in many ways and oh and and giving economic freedom to our players. I think like uh, the more we focus on that um, and making this a game that would never be possible on, on, on traditional rails, uh, you know, I think really doubling down on that and making sure that people understand the benefits, right? Making sure that they understand the benefits of peer-to-peer uh, in-game markets for both the game assets as well as the in-game resources, um, right? There has been amazing work done by our community, right? Uh, to so, like one of the things that we build towards is for our crypto native users to start onboarding their friends and family, right? So a lot of our users who are, right, like they might be grandmas, aunts, uncles, they were actually onboarded by hand by one of our community members, right? Who was like, this product is so life-changing and amazing. And this community is so much fun to be part of. I want to do this. I want to share this experience with someone that I love. If you have your users thinking like that, it can actually be a quite difficult uh, product to get onboarded on. Um, you know, like in Korea, so I'm, I'm actually currently in Korea. I'm, uh, I'm half Korean. Like all old people, all grandparents, they know how to use Talk, or they have Talk on their phone. They, none of them like actually set it up for themselves. All of their children see it as their like filial duty to set it up for them. Like in the future, that is actually how blockchain adoption is going to happen. It's like this, this, this myth of like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like a lot of everyday people, they're never going to get like, no matter how simple we make it. Now, obviously we need to keep making it more beautiful, more simple, right? Like I'm not trying to like say that, but like there, there's, there's still going to be some level of complexity when it comes to like, you know, because of a uh, high tech, you know, new new fintech uh, technology um so yeah I, I think a lot of it has to, is it is about like you know onboarding personally onboarding your friends and family i'm getting them involved um and then yeah having something that once they do start once they have it on their phone um they're gonna get involved. i think that's another key with axie is like right it's like the number the amount of time that people are spending on mobile phones looking at mobile phones is skyrocketing uh, and where I think we're, and especially in emerging markets, right? Where, you know, these people, a lot of people, they don't have bank accounts, but they have a phone. Uh, so in the future, I think, and we're, we're, I think like we're going to do some really awesome stuff like with this in the future where people, they might not have a bank account. They start playing Axie Infinity. They get some access to some SLP, some ETH, and then they get issued, right? They might get issued a card, uh, that they can then, uh, spend. So that's like kind of like really being onboarded into the kind of, it's kind of the legacy system, but through this backdoor of, uh, yeah, of the EVM. So this is so cool, right? So like, I, this is why Bankless Nation, if you're listening to this, um, this is why we've been so excited about games for so long is because it offers this unique backdoor that like, like, uh, regular DeFi and regular crypto doesn't offer, right? And here's the secret when I'm like distilling from what you just said, Gio is it's fun. Mm-hmm. People just want to have fun. And you know, like God bless Bitcoin. It takes itself way too seriously, right? <laughs> like, digital gold, <laughs> Ugh. fixed cap supply. Ugh. 
Ethereum at some level too. I mean, these are like financial assets and we use like financial terms and is it a capital asset or what? Like the thing with Axie is it's just so damn fun, right? Like you just like, you want to have the important people in your life, your friends and family partake in this cultural game with you. And so you, you onboard it. The, the, the only time in recent experience, I, I remember something like this is when uh, um, Pokemon Go hit the US, right? It was big for a while, like kind of this like location-based game and like everybody was onboarding everyone else. Um, the same thing is happening with Axie, specifically in places like, like the Philippines, but it's also spreading to other countries. And what's so cool about this is this is going to be the gateway drug to the rest of crypto and to DeFi. And it's it's kind of like a, a backdoor, as you say, Jiho, like a, a secret hack of, of getting people to go bankless through gaming. And um, it hasn't quite been tapped in, 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 in such a way that I've seen. Uh, and this is maybe the first time that we've seen it start to hit something that like five, half a million daily active users, that is absolutely massive for anything in crypto. So man, I'm just bubbling over with excitement. That wasn't even a question. That was just a comment. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I think like one of the key things to wrap around with Axie, wrap your head around with Axie is that you can come into the ecosystem, right? With just the desire to learn and, and a lot of time on your hands. Um, and right. You can make a nice TV, get accepted into a scholarship program. You know, at this point you've never bought, you know, you've never bought crypto and then you start, you know, you get accepted, you start earning some, some love potions, maybe even some access then boom, right? You can you can sell them on Uniswap V3 for, for some ETH and then, okay, you're onboarded, right? Uh, we've always in crypto, we've taken for granted, oh, like, of course we should pay these miners, you know, we should pay them in crypto for solving math problems, right? Like, oh, of course we should pay uh, yield to people who already own these assets, right? But this, actually the thing that we lack is adoption, right? Um, from everyday people, right? So, and I think that gaming gives some way to right do that, you know, incentivization um, to everyday people, right? Like so far, we've incentivized security through mining and proof of work, um, and now you know proof of stake, right? And we've incentivized holding and you know just depositing an asset, right? But like we need to incentivize, uh, yeah, you know, using an asset or using a product. Um, in a way that doesn't require uh, capital in the beginning. Um, so I think I think that's like one, you know one of the the key breakthroughs uh, that Axie uh, has managed, and I, I think that is going to more and more stuff like this is coming. It makes me super excited. Jeff, I have a, a question about your guys's Discord and your guys's community in there. Uh, I think. And most people in Ethereum and DeFi will be familiar with what it's like to be in a Discord server and partake in the community there. But I think the Axie Infinity Discord might be a little bit different because your guys' Discord is uh, over 200,000 people. Tell us about how the, the story of it getting that large. What was it like before it was that big? And now that it's this big, how has it gotten organized? How, like, what's, what's, what's it like to be in a 200,000 person Discord? I mean, it's, it's been amazing to see it go from the days of, you know, maybe 10 people, 20 people, uh, you know, talking about the future. And it, it actually makes me a little bit emotional to think about, okay, those things, those grand visions that people were talking about, right? Like, it seems like 
yeah, we, we might actually make it happen. Um, and I, I'm sure like everyone there, like they're, they're ecstatic and it's, it's, things have gone, you know, so much better than they ever expected. So yeah, it was, you know, it was really slow building, right? Like during the bear market, people didn't care about NFTs. Uh, there were days where I would go to sleep and wake up and nobody had said anything in the discord. Um, I, that feels bad. This feels like nobody's using your product. Like, you know, uh, yeah, it, it feels bad. Right. Um, but yeah, I think like, you know, the community really got stronger um, and, and bonded during the bear market. And, you know, we, thankfully we get giving them, you know, little small updates uh, uh, and new products to, to work with until things kind of hit a tipping point. And now, yeah, it's, it's insane, right? Like we have to be so we have to be so thoughtful about the way that we organize all of our channels. Uh, it's, it's almost like yeah managing the discord server uh, channels is almost like right like a product design <laughs> thought process right where you have to be like okay they're joining and they're touching this okay like this needs to be at eye level um <laughs> so, <laughs> right? so it's it's really it's it's really uh it's really intense and we, it's gotten to the point where right like certain channels are just overrun um with with uh with with people coming in but yeah it's, it's a really special feeling um and yeah, it's 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 on track to become the largest Discord uh, on Earth. Uh, we actually uh, gained, I believe, one hundred and thirty thousand people this week in the Discord. Wow. Uh, so we went from two hundred forty to three hundred and seventy. Uh, for reference, the Fortnite Discord is the largest Discord in the world right now. It only has seven hundred fifty thousand people in it. So we're actually on track to become the largest Discord in the world if we maintain that growth rate of the last week in three or four weeks. Um, so yeah, I hope it happens. We each, we actually, if anyone from discord is watch is watching too, like we always, I always have to DM all this uh, discord support staff on LinkedIn to get our server. Uh, th there's a max server size um, that you can have. You can only have like hundred K and then like 250 K I always, and every time we hit that cap, I have to DM their entire support staff on LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, if anyone from discord is there, <laughs> when we, hit the next server limit just just Please. bump it already like it's gonna happen yeah. just like let's, let's run, run I, I think actually discord might be might face uh, scaling issues um due to the axie uh axie channel one day well so that brings me to my next question how two hundred thousand people that's too many that's too many people for any one person to be able to keep track of or even a group of people so how, how has the axie community kind of like self-organized into more bite-sized manageable manageable sizes yeah, I mean, so I think so. There, there's part of it. There's part of it is like moderation in the core Discord, uh, right? So we have like community members that step up, right? Almost you know in a kind of very DAO-like fashion, where they're self-managing, they're helping the new players, they're doing support, um, right? And, and sometimes, oftentimes, we'll even hire from within the community, like people doing that kind of stuff or look to hire. Uh, but then, yeah, also we have, right, like other kind of sub-satellite discords. So some of these discords are related to the different scholarship programs. So they'll have like, you know, all their scholars, um, their guild mates slash scholars in one channel, and they're able to communicate quite well with them. Uh, and then, yeah, they're also the kind of more private, exclusive uh, clubs, right? I think like part of NFTs, part of, the, part of the whole game that we play with NFTs is about status and power, right? Who has the rarest stuff? Uh, so a lot of the people who own the rare stuff or right, they like to hang out together and, and talk about the community, um, even work together, you know, they'll meet, they might even start projects, become business partners. Um, so yeah, I, I think like that's 
there's a whole nother aspect of Axie that I think is super important, right? Is the social aspect, right? Uh, some people, right, they just see it as a way to, you know, they're, they're not like necessarily looking to earn a re return. Um, they're, they might just, you know, want some of the rarest stuff, uh, meet some of the other people who have that rare stuff and, uh, and hang out with kind of like-minded individuals. I think like one of the amazing things is that like for so long we were as a species like uh, basically confined to hang out with the people who are near us physically right but now it's like we can self subdivide based on like our uh, uh, ideals uh, right it happens to be that you know a lot of the people who own mystic axes or you know some, something like that something super some super rare nft um, that they, ha they have a lot of like the same interests right so it's kind of a, a cool way to filter uh, for people that you might want to be friends with um, in real life. Jiho, are the, uh, the, the crypto punks people different from the, uh, the Axie owning people culturally? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to start anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to start anything like that. I mean, crypto punks community is really awesome. Um, I think they're, they're amazing. Um, there is definitely some overlap and there are also some differences. Um, right. So I think we're a little bit right. Like, you know, we're trying to experiment um, and and do new things. Whereas, right, like CryptoPunks is kind of where it's like, we know the rules. It's like, okay, there's 10,000, right? Like you can use them as your profile picture. Like, you know, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I think um, there, there's a little bit of a cultural divide, but there's also a fair amount of overlap, right? It's like, I think like in crypto, we're always like, yeah, like, oh, it's fun to like, you know, uh, make, you know, it's kind of fun to like start these little tribal wars. I, I think I, I'm also like, you know, I, I kind of like have a thing against like, you know, Bitcoin holders sometimes, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like, I think like how sometimes also like, you know, we should try and focus on our similarities, right? It's like, we're all much more similar to each other than we are to our everyday people or muggles, like as I like to call them. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like, you know, when it, when it's good, it's a little bit like sports rivalries, but when it's bad, it gets tribal and weird and uh, not awesome. But we've seen this play out in other places in crypto. It's funny that it's also playing out in in the kind of the digital asset gaming realm. So let's uh, let, let's maybe talk about this as we as we come to a close. Jiho is um, Axie has learned some key lessons, I think, through going through kind of the bear run and then building up to this point. Right, lessons about you know community and how digital assets can be so transformative and digital scarcity and the economics and even this emergent behavior that you hadn't anticipated project forward for us because this is like actually in the scheme of the gaming industry is one experiment here but how is this crypto technology going to change the gaming industry and what things do you think we'll start to see coming out of the gaming industry? Because they got to be taking notice. If you guys flipping Fortnite as the biggest Discord server in the world, every game studio has got to be taking notice of what made you so successful. So what are the lessons that can be applied here? And what are we going to see in the gaming industry? Yeah, I think that actually will be kind of a category defining NFT game, player game. So like maybe the Angry Birds or something like that. Uh, the World of Warcraft for them was. Um, so yeah, I think we're going, like I think whenever you give people, a group of users, freedom, more freedom, you start to see a lot of really interesting 
behavior start to emerge, um, right? I think this is like one of the fundamental innovations of crypto, right? With now we're just applying it to gamers. We're giving gamers free markets. We're giving them true, you know, true control and ownership of their assets and also, as well as the games that they play. Uh, so we're going to see fanatic game communities start to arise uh, with, you know, uh, backing the developers that really get this model really well. Uh, I think the, the most fanatic uh, communities the world has ever seen are going to be NFT gaming communities uh, because of the incentive alignment. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I think it's just going to be incredible. Uh, I think that we're going to see a lot of like amazing experiments, uh, but I think that we're also going to see the incumbents be kind of slow uh, to react, right? There's a lot of open questions. Uh, they kind of raised your eyebrows. Obviously, they're you know they're watching now. Um, they're still they still don't really know how to pull it off. A lot of it has to do with building for three years in a bear market. Uh, to be honest, right? Because like I don't even know how I would right. Like even if you knew how to build Axie and copied it, like could you actually reproduce its success? Right? I mean that's it's like the same thing with Ethereum, right? Like all the ETH killers they say that they can make better tech but it's all about the community the developer community uh i think like with axie right like yeah we have uh you know we just we have something special that couldn't just be kind of like copy pasted um so yeah it's going to be interesting to see if it can right like how translatable these models are to different communities to different games uh the thesis though is that you know they will be um it just it just it will require uh very thoughtful execution and community building. And and what are your thoughts, Jiho, on uh, like emerging markets and kind of like emerging countries? Because it is the case that um, like some people in the Philippines are making living wage by playing axes every day. Do you think this revolution will happen in emerging markets? And do you think it will kind of like start there at some level? I think I think so. So uh, this is what we're seeing. Uh, so here's some numbers. There are 3 billion gamers in the world. There are 2 billion underemployed people in the world. There are 2 billion pet owners in the world. And um, so, right, I think like, yeah, the, the best, the best uh, you know, NFT games, best crypto games are going to be at the intersection of all those markets. Uh, and yeah, so I think like you could theoretically say that, you know, in maybe 20 years, there might be 2 billion people there might be 2 billion people uh, you know, in these metaverse economies, in these digital economies. And the number of gamers might now be, at that time might be 4.5 billion um, because there's all these people who are, they're not playing games because they're unemployed, they're underemployed, they don't have time to play games, right? <laughs> they need to figure out how to survive, right? Those people are people that should be playing games, right? So it's like, we're actually increasing the pool of potential gamers um, by, by, I think by, by quite a lot. So, yeah, I think, I think uh, like if, if I had to do a prediction, I think like 1 billion by 2032, um, uh, yeah, a billion um, players in these metaverse uh, game economies and kind of play to earn metaverse workers. And, and Jiho, this reminds me of a, of a, of a section we touched on briefly, but didn't really go too much into. And I want to make sure that we cover it before we leave this podcast. Uh, the the twenty five million dollars in daily volume going on in the Axie economy, plus the fifty thousand NFTs that are sold per day. I'm guessing those numbers are already stale, uh, <laughs> judging by how every other number that we've produced is already like seven days old already. Um, but but you said something earlier that the Axie team isn't capturing these fees. These aren't fees captured by the Axie team. 
So when we when we look at twenty five million dollar in daily volume, is that all going to players? As in, players are earning all of that money, or or at least the majority of it? Yeah. So those are peer to peer, right? This, so it's thirty three thirty three million dollars today in peer to peer transactions, uh, and the right the ecosystem fee is four point two five percent of those transactions. And so, right, the, basically, Sky Mavis, the inventors. You, I, I like to think of us as the inventors of Axie Infinity. None of my teammates say that yet. Uh, maybe I'll convert them. Uh, Sky Mavis, the inventors of Axie, right? Like we have exposure to that fee uh, by holding right approximately eighteen percent of the Axis uh, supply. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that 50,000, probably larger, of NFTs being sold per day, $33 million per day, that's the income spread across all of the Axie players over the world on a daily basis. $33 million per day. Like, no wonder you guys call yourself a nation. The GDP of that is absolutely insane. Do you, ha- do you have any numbers today as to, like, to like how, if you think of Axie as, like, an employer, how many employees or la- what's the labor force magnitude of Axie Infinity? Yeah, so you can think of it as like probably, I would say 80%, maybe 70, 80%. Like, let's go with the power, Pareto power rule. Let's mm-hmm. say 80% classified, be classified as metaverse uh, workers, right? So that's like, I mean, I mean 420, 400 some odd thousand uh, kind of metaverse workers. Uh, and then, yeah, like kind of a uh, monthly volume of, uh, like 30 times 30 is like like almost a billion dollars right wow. um so yeah we start we start we're starting to we're starting to get up there yeah. um, and i think like i think the the nations of the future are going to be opt-in they're going to be uh, people who are united by a by common beliefs and ideals um they're not going to be right like uh based on physical boundaries right and i think that's such an antiquated concept like you have to be part of the nation that you were you know, you rolled out on day one. And so I think that it, that of all things that we've talked about on this podcast illustrates the power of the intersection of Ethereum and gaming the most. If you can build a game that users want to play and you can find a way to leverage digital assets and, and Ethereum's DeFi, then you can start to produce something that produces more value for the world than like the bottom, like 50% of all nations out there. So Jiho, like, Congratulations on building one of the most successful, uh, I don't like the word employers, but like uh, revenue generating for its users systems, economies, ecosystems of all time. That's absolutely crazy. I think uh, one cool, if you go to token terminal, right, it shows uh, kind of like, you know, the different revenue generating protocols. Uh, Axie this week generated $33 million in protocol revenue. Bitcoin only generated uh, $5 million in fees. Um, so, yeah. The force I think, like, if, you, if you switch, if you switch like the view to like maybe metrics or something, um, for some reason, I just want to, I just want to show the, I just want to show the chart with Bitcoin on it. Um, but yeah, you guys can, you guys can ticker around at home. Um, yeah. Where's I think Bitcoin somewhere in here? Uh, no, it's not. There's there's one view where you can also compare it against Bitcoin, um, and that yeah. one is my favorite. I think if you press metrics, go press go, try pressing metrics in the top left. Metrics in the top left. Yeah. There you go. Wow, wow! <laughs> right behind yeah. Uniswap. Yeah, and go to weekly. Um, 
that's like i think like the, the, the most, <laughs> wow <laughs> it's almost ethereum that's insane <laughs> it's been yeah. a good week this is incredible uh, uh well jiho this has been an absolute blast um yeah so excited for for what you guys have built what's so cool is this is like a crypto gaming native economy right not a lot of fiat on ramps here because you don't really need them you guys instead have created um, a, an economy on the other side. So we are super excited to see where this goes. We always like to end these, Jiho, with some action items for folks. Um, if people want to get started with Axie or learn a bit more about it, where should they go? Yeah, I think you can follow Axie Infinity on Twitter. That's just ax at Axie Infinity. Try joining the Discord, discord.gg slash Axie. Uh, yeah, I think YouTube has so much awesome content too. It's like if you type in how to get started with Axie or Axie Infinity Starter Guide, uh, I think that's key for us is that we're able to leverage these channels like Twitch, right? Twitch viewership exploding um, and uh, YouTube, right? Like we have all these content creators churning out content for onboarding. So yeah, I think YouTube also has a lot of amazing content um, out there. Also, if you just say, hey, Axie family, I'm looking to get started. Can someone help me? Like, 30 people are going to show up. You'll get swarmed. All right, guys, those are some action items for you. Speaking of great content on YouTube, Bankless channel, have you subscribed yet? If you are still listening, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button so we can get Bankless YouTube to more people too. Jiho, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been an honor, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon. All right, guys, uh, let's end it with some risks and disclaimers. Of course, none of this was financial advice. ETH is risky. Crypto is risky. Smooth love potions. There's probably some volatility, too. You could lose what you put in, so be careful. But we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the bankless journey. Thanks a lot.